There we go. Hi, good afternoon, and welcome to the council. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello, and we got a great show today. We have a very special guest. Uh, we're going to do a special Christmas show, a holiday show here on the council. And uh, I just want to do a quick uh, uh, shout out to my sponsor, real quick, uh, Remax Alliance. Remax Alliance. If you want to buy or sell a home in Colorado, these are the people you've got to go to. Uh, I've known them personally. Uh, they're the best. They're the best in the business. If you want to buy a home or sell a home in Colorado, go to www.homesincolorado.com. That's homesincolorado.com, and they will help you to buy or sell. Um, they will help you to buy or sell a home, or buy your dream home, or whatever. And uh, they are people of integrity and character, and they're the guys. Uh, they're the guys to go to. So go to www.homesincolorado.com. Um, I wanted to have a, a special show to, to end the year. This is the last, um, the last se- uh, show for the season for the council. And I wanted to keep it lighthearted and fun and not so, uh, you know, getting people into the Christmas spirit uh, a little bit. And so my guest today is uh, a very a fantastic, incredible singer. Her name is Cass Clayton. And she's known for having this very smoky three-octave vocal range and big bluesy voice. Uh, she plays for a band. Uh, her band is called Cass Clayton and the Taylor... Oh, it's just Cass Clayton Band. Taylor Scott guest is a guest with us sometimes and is the producer of our album and co-writer. Oh, well, okay. Well, and that's, uh, you know, she's this incredible uh, musician out here in Colorado. Plays the guitar, plays the slide guitar. And uh, was uh, been breaking out into this crossover music with blues and funk and soul and rock. And uh, she had a CD that was just released in uh, May of 19, or excuse me, 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. I mean, I was just so grateful to, to be able to do an album like that with such a great producer. And we loved it. Oh, that's so, that's so Well, thank you for being on the show with us today on the council. Thank you. And if you could just, uh, just tell the audience a little bit about your background and uh, yeah. how you got into the music industry. Well, it is a very, very strange thing that happened. I had never sung or played an instrument uh, five years ago, mm-hmm. four and a half years ago. And then um, a friend of mine, I was a fundraiser, and we were planning a golf tournament with Rich Liner and, uh, for an organization called Kids Tech. And he was in a band called Hogback Blues Band. And I asked him about it. I was, I've always loved music. My dad was obsessed with blues and mm-hmm. jazz. And so I sing every day. I've always sung every day, but just for myself because <laughs> I was terribly shy and right. sort of still am. And, um, so he, they had lost their female vocalist. Uh-huh. And really out of the blue, he said, do you sing? And I said, yeah, but I would never sing in public. That's just not me. And he said, yeah, but can you sing? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, can you? He kept asking questions he was digging. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started. He just talked me into coming and auditioning. And I thought he would forget about it. And he followed up. Wow. I did it once. And then I was like, wow, I think that's really fun. I'm going to keep doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, uh, you know, I I listened to your voice on the website. Uh, And your website is CassClayton.com, right? CassClayton.com. And it's like really rich and velvety and bluesy. It's so fantastic. You've got to check it out. And I just thought it was, you know, why did you choose the blues of all the kinds of different types of music? uh, Was there just something about the blues that, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, lighted you up as far as your soul? What was it? Wow. Nobody's ever asked me that question. Um, It's a great question. I always sang blues. My dad mm-hmm. um, listened to blues and played blues on guitar a little bit just for fun. And he was good, though. He was really, he exposed us to good music. He took us to B.B. King and Steve mm-hmm. Ray Vaughan and every musician So great. Those guys were so was, great. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I fell in love with B.B. King. Like, yeah. Literally, you know, I was probably 15 or 16, and I fell in love with him. And then, you know, contemporary musicians like, Bonnie Raitt and you know people who inspired me always seem to have that foundation Mm -hmm. so we've really branched out of blues and what we're doing now we do a lot of blues but we do soul funk it's really amalgamated into kind of a genreless music that's soulful yeah yeah has a kind of a blues foundation um 
but I think that a lot of rock and roll is out of blues, and yeah, yeah, even yeah. a lot of pop music and rap. If you listen really closely, the foundation of that, the structure, mm-hmm. is often blues. Well, I mean, those guys, B.B. King oh. and Aretha Franklin, yes. <laughs> so Aretha. great. I mean, the oh. music was just so filled with soul and passion. You go That's to these right. things. That's and I, right. I remember when I, was, uh, <clears throat> when I was living in Los Angeles, um, I would just, I went to one of my first uh, blues bars out there, and I think it was, yeah. it was in Santa Monica. And I was yeah. 20 years old. I was on a date, yeah. and I went into this uh, into this blues bar, and it was smoking. It was a time when they hadn't oh, totally. uh, stopped smoking. Everything was smoking back then. <laughs> you walked in, yeah, and you, you couldn't even you couldn't even see the the band nope. playing because it was totally. just totally smoky in this place. <laughs> and you know, there are yeah. people are smoking cigars Good and singer smoke. Yeah, they're all like, How are you doing that? How are yeah. you doing it? But it was so amazing. Yeah, like the whole. Atmosphere atmosphere yeah. and the way people were getting down into the music I mean yeah. that whole atmosphere part of it I think as a performer yeah. uh, of blues is got to be such a, a, a big oh. part of the whole thing so what is yeah. it what is it like performing on stage before a live audience is it something oh, wow. that just do you ever get nervous do you ever get the butterflies yeah. I What's always get nervous do you I yeah. always get nervous I mean we have a show tonight and I, I'm already starting to get a little nervous yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good feeling now, and somebody kind of helped me to contextualize it and say, instead of thinking of it as nervous, why don't you just try to think of it as a lot of energy? Uh-huh. And that helps, ironically, because it is a lot of energy. And I, I'm not terrified, so that helps. Right. Like, I was initially terrified. Like, my knees would shake, and I know some performers never really get rid of that terrifying kind of feeling before a show. But it's not that anymore. It's just... It's excitement. It's wanting. Mm. I want everybody to feel it. Like I want everybody to, you know, get what they need. Mm-hmm. Like that's why people go out to get what they need to mm-hmm. have connection. It's a community, and it's um, you know I always I've always been a little awkward internally. At least I feel a little awkward, and so I never felt like I really fit in. But I could always fake because I moved a lot, right. so I could always make myself fit and pretend I. Fit, but I never felt like I did until I found music. Uh, and I was like, oh, these are the people that I was waiting for. Musicians, yeah. artists, you know, you know how it is. You're an actor. Yeah. It, the creative people that I didn't get a chance to be around were apparently that's my tribe. That's your tribe. <laughs> that's your tribe. The artists, the musicians, yeah. the poets, the yes. actors. These are the people yeah. that, you know, really celebrate the, uh, the, the things that are going on in the soul. You yeah. know, they, yeah. they bring that's out it. that and it's just... Yeah. Uh, it makes life worth, worth living. I mean, I think it, does. it really it does, does. You know, and when you can find your tribe and you can yeah. bring that out, yeah. and you find the people that you resonate with, you know, it That's makes right. such a difference. You know, in my mm-hmm. acting uh, tribe out there in Los Angeles, uh, you yeah. know, I, I spent 15 years working with them and doing plays and doing shows, and it just was. It felt like I was feeding. You know, like yeah. I, I not only was I connecting to my humanity, yeah. but I was understanding and getting in compassion and for yeah. all different kinds of walks of life. It, it forces you to put yourself in other people's shoes. Yes. And, and you be have vulnerable. to play And be totally vulnerable. Because yeah. if you're not truthful on the stage, yeah. people will know that. They, you cannot lie on the stage. You can't. You know, if you're a liar on the stage, yeah. you still have to be truthful about lying. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You have to feel it. There's yeah. actually no shortcut for feeling it. And I think the... You asked what it was like to be on stage mm-hmm. in the context of singing, and it's, it is, it's just this constant like surrender to everybody, mm-hmm. and it's a vulnerability that I that was the part that I was most afraid of, and it turns out that people are not sitting there judging you; they just want to yeah. connect, and that's what I want too. So we're just connecting mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah, well, and that's uh, you know that's the beauty of being a performing artist is be is your ability to connect with people because yeah. there's a. There's a synergy that happens between the audience and the performers. Yes, and yeah. you have that. And if you don't have that interaction like that, it can. If you're performing, I'm sure you've performed before before an audience, and yeah. it's just like the the whole energy just gets taken out. There's no yes. bouncing back. Yes. So it's like yes. you're giving twice. They get that. Oh my gosh! And yeah. it's like there's nobody there. <laughs> it is you terrifying. <laughs> it's it's so the terrifying. most terrifying feeling in the world because you really all of a sudden. I mean, I actually had, when I first started, I'd mm. only been singing a few nights, and fourth or fifth night I was out, this woman sat there, and she just kind of glared at me for, like, yeah. three hours. 
and <laughs> and there weren't that many people yeah. in the audience because we hadn't built this audience yet. And yeah. at first, I was just like, oh, I mean, I was just heartbroken. And then on a break, I'm like, well, wait a second, what's really going on with her? It, it must be some because she doesn't know me, mm-hmm. so there must be something really going on. So I like asked that she would get whatever she needs, and that's our only job. Yeah, you know. You can't uh, exp- you can't plan on what anybody gets from it. You just hope that they whatever yeah. you know, that you know, they have some authentic feeling that they're yeah. you know like when I was performing yeah. with acting that it was you're, you're embodying the role of the character and so you're hoping that they'll yeah. follow that. And if you did your job really well as an as right. actor, you you help the audience to break time and space. Absolutely. For that moment that they forgot where they were, what they're doing, what their yeah. problems were, and yeah. every you were just they they for a moment they got so enraptured and lost in the play and in the performance that yeah. they just had this cathartic experience, and it can lead to some of that kind of yeah. purgation of those emotions that are trapped in there, especially Absolutely. if you're doing tragedy, you know. Absolutely. And so everybody has permission to yeah. feel the play yeah. or a movie. You may never see like. You know, in, in my family, people didn't cry a lot, but, you know, people cry at movies and they'll cry listening to music. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's allowed. So it's just, it's a way that people can let go and feel in a safe way. And it heals. Oh my God, it heals. Yeah. So you're from Nebraska. That's yeah. what you just said. You keep yes. born and raised. I mean, so yeah. you're like Midwest, Midwest. Uh, yeah. Yep. Corn raised. Corn fed, <laughs> raised in the church, everything, yeah. the whole thing, small town. What's, yeah. the, what's the town that you're, uh, you're from? Well, I was raised in Shadron, which is a mid-sized town in the in western part of Nebraska. But I spent a ton of time in a teeny tiny town called Baird, which is close to that. That was my grandma and grandpa's town. And they were farmers. And, um, yeah, things were simple. Mm. You could never get away with anything. Like, the second you do anything wrong, somebody tells your mom. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> Oh my God! We sneaked into like a lumber yard one time, and somebody called my mom. Hey, we saw your kids going under the fence of the lumber yard. Like by the time we got home, she already knew everything. (laughs) (laughs) So what can you do? Yeah. So uh, you 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 grew up in Nebraska, and then you came out to Colorado. Is that how Mm -hmm. what happened? And then you got into into music. So my parents divorced. um, We were talking about this earlier. My parents divorced when I was ten, and so my dad stayed in Nebraska, and my mom. Um, eventually ended up in Colorado and mm-hmm. got married and um, to my amazing stepdad and who's been my stepdad for 32 years uh-huh. and they lived in Winter Park now they're in right next to us in Lafayette well, so, that's <laughs> yeah, it all it all comes full circle well you know it, it does come full circle you know when I was just telling you when we were talking about uh, you know how divorce happens or you know, my yeah. Mom was yeah. on the show last week, and we talked about you know, a little bit about how my parents got divorced after 40 years and how painful yes. that can be. It doesn't matter how yeah. old you are. And, it doesn't. Uh, you know, when, when that happens, it affects everybody, and, mm-hmm. and everybody has to make those adjustments. You know, you have to That's recalibrate right. Right. and reorient yourself to the new way of life, and yeah. it takes some time to be able to get there. Yeah. And, uh, but it's you do, eventually. But you do. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we change a lot over many years. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people just need to grow in mm-hmm. a different direction. And it's hard to, you know, being from a Midwestern family and, you know, divorce was extremely unaccepted when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up being such a good thing for everyone. But it, yeah. it takes a lot of perspective and a lot of time. Um, but it had a happy ending, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky I had two great step parents. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about those step monster stories, but we, I didn't have that. So I was very fortunate. But um, I do, I mean, I've been through a divorce myself. It's been, you know, almost 20 years since I went, went through a divorce. But it was, it was, uh, it's hard. Yeah. That's no fun. No, it's no fun. But it's not. humans have to go through it's a, it's a, it's a universal experience, you know, that I, I work with people all the time, uh, teaching them how to be, help build their parenting plans for their children yeah, yeah. as they're going through divorce. Cause it's so tough, you know, you're yeah. so caught in those emotions yeah. and then the disentanglement and, and breaking away. And there's a lot of blame and there's a lot of accusations. And oftentimes the children are, are forgotten in that. And totally. they, totally. they, you know, then they end up getting yeah. and carrying that, uh, that, pain and that trauma along with them so no if we question. can stop it and mitigate it we can really help them absolutely you know yeah. and so it's uh, thank god you had yeah. uh, step parents who were there and loving and caring for you they were they did they were. did they encourage you to pursue music did anybody no. In that? no nobody? nobody knew that i could sing really i mean 
my stepmom would kind of listen to me singing in the shower because I did sing all the time. <laughs> and yeah. she, she would say, you've got a nice voice, you know, but it's, yeah. um, I mean, we were so practical. Like, that's not a career, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, go get a job that, you know, makes money. So I did that. I, but this is soul fulfilling. Yeah. It is so much what I needed to do. And I'm grateful that somehow I said yes, even though I was terrified. I, I mean, the fact that I said yes, because mm-hmm. that's just not likely for me. <laughs> In that, at that time, especially. I say yes more now, but at that time, it was highly unlikely. I think actually one of the reasons that I said yes is that a dear friend had died mm-hmm. right at Christmas. Oh, no. And yeah, yeah. Just two doors down, and he was young. And um, I think something hit me. Yeah, like, yeah. really, it, it became clear that, like, life is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Life is so valuable. And, and you know, the holidays, they, uh, they can bring up all kinds of feelings. Yes. You know, they can yes. feel, you know, you remember the things that have passed, and you could be sad. There's loneliness. People are... Yeah. Going, and on the other side of it, there's the joy and the excitement yeah. and the goodwill towards me. I mean, one of my favorite yeah. all-time Christmas movies is A Christmas Carol. I, I love, love it. I love that. I just watched I it, it again. Oh, my gosh. Watch I love it. Every it. year. Every year. I love it. I watch it. Mm-hmm. We've watched it like it was, a, it was a family tradition that we would watch all the yeah. time. Uh, on Christmas Eve, after, uh, you know, we'd uh, have Christmas Eve dinner and the seven fishes, you know, a couple yeah. of Italian family would have that. Yes. Uh, and we'd uh, have the, this beautiful uh, evening together, and then we'd all get together and watch A Christmas Carol. And the one version that I loved was George, the George C. Scott version. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought, oh, he, I thought oh. he played it. You know, and he was just so yes. good in that. Yeah. And, and all yeah. the characters who played in that. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I pretty much, I think I've memorized most of the lines. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even my daughter's already, she likes the cartoon version, yeah. of course, the animated version. But, um, no, I mean, that's, mm. I think we all have, you know, scrooginess inside of us. And we all have infinite ability to give inside mm-hmm. of us. And I think that's why it's appealing because we all want to give. Yeah. We really do. Yeah, it's like we we're so rich, you know, in this country. I think uh, I think it's innate to people to want to give. I, you know, I, I I remember one time I was uh, <clears throat> I was working for this uh, human rights group to help uh, the um, th- was dealing with the child sex slave trade in um, yes. Southeast Asia, yes. mm-hmm. and I was helping with these uh, children called the Hmong children. They're in northern Thailand, yeah. and we were trying to raise money for an orphanage. Yeah, and there was this child as we were, I was going in to take pictures and do the things for the organization. Yeah. And this little child who had nothing, he was just sitting in this little hut, corrugated tin, uh, the, the, the floor was all mud, and, uh, you know, all the whole families having, the, you know, all five of them were asleep on one bed, yeah. and, you know, that was the first time that I really, really saw, you know, terrible poverty. Yeah. And this little child, they were, these children were sitting right around this little bowl and eating their food. And I went down to go take this picture that we needed to take for the organization. Yeah. And this little boy just, this little boy who has nothing, scoops up his food and serves it to me. No way. He was sharing with you and he only has this little tiny bit of food. Yeah. That's amazing. Just was sharing. And I That's thought, amazing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He had nothing. This little boy, and it was innate to him. He, it wasn't like nobody told him to yeah. do it. And it was there I understood that I think that no matter where we come from, no matter where we are on the planet, what culture, what society, we have an innate desire to help each other. And I think that's what Christmas is all about, is being really to set aside all of our issues, all of our politics, all of our complaints, all of our frustration, and really get back to that sense of, you know, giving and serving others. It is. We're here to serve. Yeah. We're here to serve. It's uh, it's easy to uh, lose track of it, but you know, I've always felt like every all humans have a singular purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's no, there's nothing special about any of our careers. You know, somebody had asked me one time, well, it, if you couldn't sing anymore, mm-hmm. would you even want to be here? And I'm like, this is. I didn't sing before I wanted to be here. You know, like, uh, it has nothing to do. I could yeah. mop floors. I have, you know, I cleaned hotel rooms to make a living for a while. I've done all kinds of jobs, and as we all have, and um, it really doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. 
you just give do it with love do it you know respect yourself mm -hmm. and others while you're doing it and it's all about um just kindness you know mm -hmm. i mean there's people are so kind i've really learned that people are so kind mm -hmm. because i'm i was pretty you know afraid to go out and do this and people aren't sitting around judging each other that harshly mm -hmm. well and it's uh you know i, I do too i think that people are, are genuinely kind uh, they have to have been uh, severely abused or yeah. hurt to, to yeah. really become uh, uh, mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. That, you True. Know? That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it is. It's, uh, I think we all, um, you know, when we recognize how lucky we are to yeah. be even alive. Yeah. To even be breathing. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. most of us don't even, you know, yeah. think about our breathing. We breathe like 24,000 breaths in a day. And most of, the, most of us aren't even paying attention to any of that. Yeah. How lucky. Yeah. How fortunate we are, you know. I think we need to humble up and just be yeah, grateful seriously. for you know? it. That's a pretty big miracle when you think about it. I've never really put my head around that one until you said that. But um, there are a million things that just fall into place. Mm. To, I mean, even being born in a Western country where you have rights, like, you know. Huge. It's huge. huge. Yeah. You know, there's some in so many places in the world where women have no rights no at rights. all. Absolutely. You couldn't be able to even have the opportunity That's right. to do your passion, to sing your yeah. music, to do your blues yeah. uh, in, a, yeah. in many, many countries around the world. Yeah. And to be able to have that and just to say, wow, just for a moment, yeah. Yeah. how fortunate, how fortunate are we? Yeah. Now, what is your, um, what's the best experience that you've ever had on stage? Oh. Do you have a best experience wow. that you've had? <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of times the best one is the one that I'm doing. Yeah. Because I, I think, boy, the best, oh, man, I've had so many great ones. Um, maybe the best one was, you know, we did a hurricane relief benefit concert. So we knew where mm. the money was going. Um, some big names came in. Um, Cyril Neville and Gay Neal's wife oh, came wow. at the Fox Theater and yeah. we knew we were raising money for something that was good and it was a small audience but it was I, I think it was gratifying because we knew that we were going to you know that's all we know how to do like as musicians if something bad happens you just do a benefit concert it's like okay <laughs> put it on the calendar put it on the calendar <laughs> exactly. we're sing. we got to do what we can do and this is how yeah. we do it right yeah. and that's what you do yeah. and you know, sometimes, when, I mean, uh, that's one of the greatest services that you can give is to sing to people. Yep. You know, I do mean, that goes, yeah. it helps us to bring that community, that sense of tribe and mm -hmm. connection that we were talking about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and pe when people are down, you know, sometimes it's the you know, musicians and the performers who help to pick us up again. And so yeah, it's such it's an important really function. Yeah. It's really contagious. Yeah. We Just last week we were um, at a club, and this time of year, it can be variable. You know, people want to get home early. Mm -hmm. They've been going to a lot of parties. And so the crowd started thinning out. And I was like, uh-oh, if we take this break, you know, everybody's going to leave. And I didn't want the club owners to suffer. So we just got up there and we just threw our love into right. it. And people jumped up and danced. And it was those moments like that are so much fun because the energy is contagious. And everybody just jumps in there with you. And that nobody left. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <clears throat> well, excuse me. Uh, real quick, just want to make a quick station identification now. So we are broadcasting live on KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. And we are broadcasting not only here in Denver, but all across the nation and all over the globe. Uh, just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to uh, our special show today on the council. And our guest uh, the, today is Cass Clayton. Cass, are there any funny, you know, like every, every performer, every, all of us performers have a funny story, you know, <laughs> from going on behind the backstage and the things that happen that nobody knows about. And, yeah. uh, you know, when I was uh, when I was out in Los Angeles, and I was uh, we had a theater company, or was part of a theater company called the Elephant Theater Company, uh -huh. and uh, we did we had the big warehouse uh, right there on um, on Santa Monica, and yeah. we do like shows there all the time. And sometimes we have multiple shows going on at once. Yeah. And there was this one time that I was doing two shows in the same night. 
And so they were back to back, and one show was going on in one stage, and the other show was going on on another stage. Wow. And so I'm like, you know, no <laughs> performing way. and acting in this play on this forum, <laughs> and I'm thinking in the back of my head, I got to get to make sure I get to the other show over here. And it was like, wow. a, you know, and so I, I get off the. <laughs> get off this and they're like go 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 you gotta go and so i put on my you know, i'm taking off my shirt i'm running down the, the street cars are coming this way you know and if anybody was was driving down the road i'm sure they thought what, is, like, that, what's going what is that crazy guy doing over there you know? that's <laughs> funny you know? wow. and, and and there i get on just in time to make it to that uh, to that performance and so it was one of the yeah most fun challenging things that i you know one of many many things that oh, i've done is you, do you have anything like that that uh, you could share? <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of funny things that happen when you're at nightclubs because as people drink more, as you know, they they get goofy, and we've had a lot of funny things happen. One of, one of our band members, Lauren, he's actually the music director of our current band, mm-hmm. and he's a bass player, and he's just holds down the groove. He is just solid as a rock and a great musician and mm-hmm. a very funny guy for whatever reason if somebody walks in and they're really crazy they will go right to him <laughs> like, <laughs> like, i mean if they're certifiable they will find him right away yeah, right. and they'll just like be all over him all night i've had to take tell women to take their hands off of him you can't do that like i don't ever have any problems with people laying their hands on me they just for whatever reason they're like that boundary some yeah you have that generally boundary like I don't feel like I do but people yeah. are disrespectful and they've, I've never had any problems really but people will just be like Lord <laughs> <laughs> so we tease them about it all the time <laughs> it's uh, almost guaranteed to happen uh, that's so funny I mean it just does you know, when, when you're in that and you have you you have some wonderful memories you know just yeah. sitting with people because you're really yeah. sharing your vulnerability yes. and to be with people yes. who are being that kind of vul- that vulnerable on mm-hmm. on stage yeah. sharing your music putting your soul into it i mean mm-hmm. you play not only does uh, um, Cass sing amazingly but she plays the slide guitar <laughs> <laughs> how did you learn how to play the slide guitar oh. well it's silly that i even picked it up because you know, like I said, I've not been doing this for a really long time, and I never wanted to play guitar. My dad played guitar, right. and it was his thing. And he would try to pay my sister and I in Tic Tacs to learn even a little ukulele, and we we're like, no, that's yours. <laughs> we just didn't want to. I don't know why. But um, when I started playing with the band, one thing that I really felt, I keep, kept hearing songs that mm-hmm. had slide guitar. And... I would bring him back to the band. I'm like, could we do this song? And they'd be like, mm. they wouldn't tell me why, but I soon figured out. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't have, we're missing, you can't really fake that sound. And right. I love that sound. It doesn't belong in every song. It may only belong in a few songs a night. But I thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. So I got a guitar, and it's actually more like playing an unfretted instrument. So it was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Right, right, right. So luckily I didn't think about it in advance. And the first year I played about five hours a day. Oh my like, gosh. I literally, wow. because it's just a yeah. very unusual instrument. Yeah. You're, it is. Yeah, you're muting a lot with both hands. There's a lot going on. And so, um, and you know, I'm still like here. If there's a spectrum of getting to Derek Trex level, I'm here and Derek <laughs> Trex is here. But I love it. Yeah. And so I'll never get tired of it. I mean, the great thing about an instrument and the voice as well as an instrument is it's an exponential curve it never ends uh-huh. just as soon as you think you, your voice has done everything it can do if you go to a really great vocal coach they'll say no you know like what about this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you'll find a whole extra four notes at the top of the octave or you'll find more resonance or it's an it's it's almost like if you think it you can do it yeah, yeah. Um, or at least you can approach some version of doing something that's just yours and as I relax and it becomes more of an artistic expression and I'm not nervous like I used to be nervous uh, I think things happen by accident that Mm -hmm. are really really nice sometimes and those magical moments are kind of what we all wait for right you you never know when they'll happen I wish every day had a magical moment 
moment, but it doesn't. Oh, that, I think that's so cool that you play the slide guitar. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're the, you're you. the only uh, uh, woman I've ever met that plays the slide guitar. That there is aren't really a ton cool. of us, but I'm no. grateful that I'm grateful that anything that just pops into my consciousness yeah. and then sits on me and I can't stop thinking it, then I know, okay, that's mine to do. So it didn't go away. That's why I knew I needed to do it. Well, I, you know, I had, uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to play the fiddle, right? Ooh, yeah. I wanted Very to play the fiddle. Very tough instrument. Well, you know, it was a tough yeah. because I, I had watched or had listened to, um, oh, gosh, what was, uh, um, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah. Who's the, who's the yeah. uh, uh, It's been so long since I watched that, but that's an iconic yeah, song. I can't remember that. I can't, sorry, I can't remember who. But anyway, I heard that song, Devil Went yeah. Down to Georgia, and uh, I was like, I got to play the fiddle like him. I got to play the fiddle yes. like him. Yes. And I was so upset when they told me it was a violin. Because it's a violin. It's I had to violin. learn how to play the violin. That's totally I was so unsexy. Was like, it's way that's sexier not when sexier. you call it fiddle. I want to be the fiddle. <laughs> don't you know I want to play the fiddle? I don't want to play the violin. I don't want to play, you know, Beethoven. I want to play you know, the devil that's down right. in Georgia. And uh, so I, I didn't uh, continue on. I totally because, get it. So, you know, and uh, <laughs> I think it's just so amazing. You know, anybody Thank who you. can play an instrument is just nuts. Really, really awesome. It's fun. It definitely connects the two sides of the brain, and it does some things that are different. Now, who's your favorite uh, vocalist, vocalist idol? I mean, you have so many people that you've influenced. To uh, you've got this gospel, R and B, jazz, yeah. blues. I love gospel. Oh my gosh! A lot of yeah. gospel musicians are big heroes of mine. Um, you know, Andre Crouch. You know, I love Andre Crouch. Some of the songs get a little too. Um, churchy for me, you know, if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. I'll listen to him anyway, all day long. Um, Aretha, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. Sissy Houston, Whitney Houston. Um, oh, what a tragedy. A lot Amazing. of, a, it was a tragedy because yeah. she was, that kind of voice comes along oh. once, <laughs> ever. Gosh, yeah. it's a, it was her fingerprint and her soul imprint on the world. Yeah. I still cry when I listen to her. I have to choose my moments because she just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. The emotion that mm -hmm. she put into the songs and mm -hmm. um, the range and the power and ease. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, sometimes if I listen to somebody like that for too long, I start getting depressed. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well. you have to remember you, everybody has their own fingerprint. Like Bonnie Raitt doesn't yeah. have the range of Whitney Houston. And she is one of my, you know, top three singers of all times, her vocal quality and the resonance and the, that little bit of raspiness. And mm -hmm. there's so many I love. So many. Al Green. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, oh. now we're getting yeah. into those guys. Oh, yeah. Al Green oh. is so good. Oh, stuff. And contemporary, like Susan Tedeschi yeah. and Adele, there are so many voices. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the voices I tend to gravitate toward are the ones that sound effortless, natural. Like, they're just talking to you. Yeah. Now, don't you think that's an important thing is to be able to have that kind of effortless communication that you're not forcing anything, you know? Yeah. But I think that takes us yeah. a long time. Yeah. As an artist in any genre, in any field, to yeah. be able to get really clear, you've really got to be, you got to really know yourself. you got to know what yeah. kind of, what, what you're trying to communicate, what you want, what you're yeah. feeling. And you got to really be, yeah. know your emotions, you got to know your feelings, you got to know all that, I mean, because that's what you're doing. you got to be in tune yeah, and connected are. to that. That is it. It to is know. all, you know, like you said, if, if you're not feeling it, nobody else will no, either. No. And the thing is, you know, there's things that even if we haven't experienced them, because they're in the field of consciousness and human experience, yeah. you can become that person, yeah. as you know, as an actor. And sometimes there's a song that is, you know, take a Coco Taylor song, you know, mm -hmm. she grew up a little differently than I did. <laughs> and she is one of my favorite voices of all times. Yeah. She's got this dark, rich, raspy voice. I'm so jealous. <laughs> and uh, she also has a diaphragm that's wide. So you, when, right. there's no substitute for that. Right. That depth that you get from that is just a punch. That's why a lot of opera singers used to be pretty large, because you just have this richness because of the width of your diaphragm. Wow. Like, I actually can't sing sitting down. I have to... I only have one way to go. I can't spread out much. Right. So, right. and it makes a difference. Yeah. It really does. But Coco Taylor, if I sing one of those songs about how hard her life was, which I only sing a couple of them, but um, 
I can be that for a moment, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sing about song about slavery because I can never be that, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't ever dare touch a song that came from that kind of hardship. And no. it's not authentic. It's not authentic. It's about being authentic. Yeah. It's about really being authentic and true to you. Yeah. You got to be able to give you. You know, I mean, yeah. that's one of the things. It's you're. <clears throat> as an any kind of, well I, I can speak for actors you're putting yourself in those character shoes and it's your yeah. interpretation of that character you, when yeah. you're playing Hamlet you're you know if I'm playing Hamlet yeah. I've got to put myself and yeah. bring myself into the role of Hamlet you are and him for you, that I'm going to be him yeah. I'm going to step into that character's role I'm going to put on his body I'm going to yeah. see the world that he sees I'm going to look at the you know I'm going to do those things yeah. so that I can give an, as authentic a, pre- a performance as I possibly can yeah. for the audience that's coming and right. I think that's the same thing or similar with as a musician you've got to know and be authentic to your music yeah so with your music, what is what are you wanting to communicate through your as as an artist? And you have you have this album out now. What is it that you're communicating? What do you hope yeah. that the audience is going to get from from hearing this amazing your amazing voice and 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 band? Well, th- thank you for asking that. Um, you know, we just wrote our first full length album. I'd written a few songs before that that went on an EP, a shorter, mm-hmm. but. Uh, when we started writing, this is Taylor Scott and I. Taylor mm-hmm. Scott is just an incredible guitar player, great composer, arranger, and he produced the album. Wow. He was 24 years old when he did that. Wow. He just turned 25. Um, so you wrote and composed all of the songs on the album? Yeah. That's amazing. So with him. Yeah. And one of the things that I think was interesting to me about that process is that authenticity is ageless, which makes art ageless so as soon as I knew what I wanted to say you know while we were writing it we both if we were in the right place we could both feel our way into mm-hmm. what the sound of the music should be um, sometimes it went in a different direction like I would hear a certain kind of groove or a melody and he'd be like well what about this and it was better yeah. and that's the amazing thing whoever walks in the room is going to make it <laughs> part you know yeah. becomes a bigger thing than you and um, I wanted the songs to talk about, I just wanted to say really the things that I was dealing with at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the things that I'm writing about now are, you know, watching, knowing that seems somebody you really, really loved, you don't get to keep them forever because mm-hmm. just the nature of life is that it will end. Yeah. And yeah. those types of things were what I was dealing with at the time and, mm-hmm. and that those are real to me. We're actually back in the studio soon writing a second album and they're different now now um you know i'm writing a song about the county i came from mm-hmm. because and it's, <laughs> i bet that's interesting it's interesting I, mean, do I don't yeah. feel like that girl anymore but yeah. she's always i in a big way i always am that girl yeah yeah. yeah, you can't leave that girl. You know, nope. you just, she just, she transforms. She yeah. moves, she, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, yeah. that girl's going to be there all the time. Yeah. You know? So I'm not trying to, like, you know, inflict any, you know, moral message to an audience. But what I do think happens is that when you sing something and it's real, we're so, we have, mm-hmm. we share emotional content and consciousness. And so the second you are in a field of, consciousness I'm just going to call it that because mm-hmm. it comes with a background all your history mm-hmm. visuals sounds audit- you know smells everything I think people go there with you yeah. and it's not we're not that different even if we came from very different backgrounds yeah. I love jumping into somebody else's story and feeling it well I think we all have uh, we are we all have a, our own personal experience yeah. of something that is universal and impersonal Yes. You know, yeah. being a human being is, is impersonal. We're all right. human beings, but our experience of it is personal. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And so sharing that unique identity that we all have in this process of individuation, the process of being your unique self, and I think that's one of the um, beautiful things about this time in our, in our, our history mm-hmm. is that we have an opportunity to individualize yeah. and to develop all of our talents, all of our gifts, all of our skills, and yes. really being able to put it to use in a way that uh, helps the yeah. greater whole, you know, and helps so that greater true. consciousness. So. I mean, what a leap in 
the way we think now from the way my grandparents thought. Oh my gosh, like, so different. The thought of doing something <laughs> for yourself to develop yourself was completely foreign. They were foreign. really... They didn't talk that way. Are no, you kidding? They're like, no. you're, you're, you're communicating with your inner self? What, what are you <laughs> what? talking about? Your, what? your child? <laughs> What's your inner child doing here? <laughs> No, there's no inner child. <laughs> exactly. You know, go to work. Cheers of vodka. I think that'll get rid of that for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they just were yeah. so practical. And they didn't yeah. have the liberty of no. going deeper. They were just really trying to get by. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the, you know, and our grandparents, a lot of them grew up during the Depression. Yes. That's right. All right. They couldn't think about it. It was just about survival and making sure you had food on the table and and trying to, you know, uh, find a job. And that's that's basic. No vacations. No, no. no. That wasn't like I need to think about what's going on. I need to get in contact with my feelings. Mm. They didn't didn't think anything like that. You know, my husband's father was a valedictorian of his school and got a full ride to Purdue and had to say no because they were going to lose the farm during the Depression, so he stayed home. So a lot of people, you know, it wasn't even considered a sacrifice, but it was very much a sacrifice Mm -hmm. to to keep the family together, just, you know, to live. Mm And we've never had to deal with that in our lifetimes, which is a huge, boom. huge blessing. Huge. Yeah. We're very, 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 very fortunate. Yes. And uh, you know, it's important to remember those things and to uh, you know to take that and, and be able to uh, you know uh, honor them for for what they gave us and, and yeah. for sticking it out and yeah. helping us to be here to yeah. do these things. You know? Developing some really bad land that was in a decibel. I mean, they yeah. really. We've got all this land now that is farmable, but when my family moved here, it was not farmable. Wow. It was terrible land. Wow. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, You are listening to this amazing interview with Cass Clayton here on the council being broadcast on KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. We are broadcasting all over Colorado, this nation, and all around the globe. The best shows and best programs right here on KUHSDenver.com. Well, Cass, I do want to get into some of the Christmas stuff, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've been it so interested. I mean, it is the season. And, and, uh, and I've, I've been so, so fascinated about your, your career and, and your Thank music you. and the things that you do. And I just want to make sure that everybody got to meet you and know you. And Thank hopefully uh, go to her website and listen to her songs and buy the album. That's where they can Thank buy you. the album, right? Yes, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, you. Uh, I, you. And you had like three or four songs, I think, that mm-hmm. were like voted. Number yes. w- like number one in Colorado or well, um, Colorado Music Organization Combo um, Music Business or- Organization has a songwriting contest, mm-hmm. and four of our songs made the top twenty. Wow. For the year, so we were so grateful. That's awesome. Because you don't get a lot of feedback. It's yeah. a solitary thing, songwriting, and so what, I think Taylor and I were both like, okay, we felt it was good, but it doesn't really matter what we think if yeah. people don't connect to the music. It doesn't matter, and I think. We now know that we're on the right track. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Really fantastic. So go to her website. It's www.cassclayton.com, right? C A S S C L A Y T O N, cassclayton.com. And uh, getting to Christmas time. Um, my gosh, well, you know, it's, I love Christmas. I loved Christmas since I was a little, little boy. I mean, it was my favorite time of the season. Yeah. I would, uh, I would, I would, when I was a kid, I would go under the Christmas trees after my parents <laughs> put the lights up, and I would be looking up at the Ooh, lights and just doing it. I would that's just perspective. <laughs> just looking up and seeing the Christmas wow. lights and being lost wow. in that. I was uh, uh, captured and caught into what Santa was magical. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, Did you like really like? Were you? Like all about Santa. Oh my like, God, I was all about me Santa. Too, me I too. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like the last yeah. kid. Like people were telling me, mm, "There's no Santa." I mean, I'm like, "Well, it's just because you don't believe." <laughs> well, it was the same way. I was yeah. like, "You just don't believe Santa's real." Yeah, Santa, I felt Santa's, bad for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Santa is real for the kids that are watching. Santa yeah, is Santa definitely is definitely real. real, and that's the yeah. thing that people who don't believe. It's kind of sad, but then they don't get to know that anymore. That's right. 
That's it. And, you know, I used to see, I, I'd be at my, we'd be at my grandparents, and I'd be so excited. Yeah. And I'd, I could see Rudolph's nose. Yes. You know, and up in the you sky. You can hear it on the roof. And where he's at, and going like this. I'm like, Mom, Dad, we got to go home. Mom, Pop, we got to <laughs> go home. We got to go home. They're like, all right, all right, <laughs> no. we got to go. And I could see him. I'm like, he's going to, they're going to come. He's going to come. You know, we got to get he's home. I gotta get in, I got to get in bed. I got to like go. the only <laughs> time I ever went to bed and didn't get out for like a glass of water, some excuse. <laughs> it was just a crazy when it came to Christmas. And you know, we put the cookies out and the milk Absolutely. and everything. And oh, yeah. I'd be in bed and I'd wake up, and of course, you know, Santa had come. Cookies were gone, the yes. milk was gone. You, <gasps> Yeah, yeah, you'd look in the uh, look in the uh, uh, the chimney, and his footprints were there. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, Santa came! He's, I see his footprints." You know, that's awesome. It's a magical time. Yeah. I love watch. I loved watching my daughter go through all of that too. Uh-huh. She's twelve now, but when she was little, it's yeah. just it's so exciting. <laughs> it's so amazing. She she had a harder time suspending disbelief than I did. Like she would be like, "Really?" <laughs> but how? I'm like, "What do you mean how? It's a miracle." Right. Like it's a miracle. Right. It's a miracle. Come there on. There's no how. There's no how here. Yeah. You don't have to worry about any how. Like, this exactly. is like, you, you must know, have gotten your is. father's genes, <laughs> engineering genes, <laughs> or something. That's not even a question in my mind. This is, you don't think logically <laughs> about something like this. Exactly. <laughs> you, don't, you don't analyze yeah. or rationalize Christmas. Come on. <laughs> that's exactly right. You don't. <laughs> you believe with your heart. You know. That's it. You, you believe with your heart and the magic of it. Do you have a favorite Christmas memory? Oh yes. Um, I do. I mean, I remember my, we were at my grandmother's house and my sister and I were sleeping in the basement because, mm-hmm. and we usually slept upstairs with everybody else, but there was a lot of stuff happening up there. And so they sent us down to the basement and I, I could hear them and then the house got quiet and I could swear I heard Santa. I could <laughs> swear it. And so I waited until like, I mean, I literally hardly slept that night wow. and I waited and probably, I mean like. It, the sun wasn't up. Yeah. I went upstairs. I got everybody up. And to their credit, they all got up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And we did Christmas at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. But I have so many, so yeah. good ones. Me I too. loved Christmas. We, my family did this. Like, they had the best Christmases. I, we, we, and I, yeah. we were talking my, on my, the last show a little bit with my mom. Did they? Yeah. You know, we'd have uh, 60 people come over, totally. all day, and we'd be oh, dancing, the and the food, yes. and the laughter, and the celebration. Yeah. People would be coming out yeah. from the snow, and they'd come walking in, yeah. and you just, totally. I mean, it was, it was just magical. It, it was. I mean, my grandma was a cook on my dad's side. We mm-hmm. did a few Christmases on the other side, and that was like Arizona, and it was also beautiful no snow obviously but on my dad's side grandma cooked and she was a phenomenal cook there were just pies and there was you know just piles of food she always had the traditional stuff even though we were german russian she had the turkey the potatoes she could make enough gravy to feed people for 20 days out of one turkey (laughs) and it tasted amazing and i still don't know how she did that they they just had a way in the kitchen i mean grandma miracle (laughs) (laughs) gravy and you still remember it you know Uh, you still remember the taste of those things and you like this and you know, we would yeah. make smelts. Smelts was the, there was mm-hmm. one time every year we would make it, and, you know, yeah, it oh. took a lot of time to get them all yeah. cleaned up. Yes. But, my gosh, I don't know. They probably would not taste good any other time of the year, but this right. time of the year is the only time they really it, taste good. Exactly. Yeah. It's, the, it's Christmas food. It's Christmas yeah. food. Yeah. So I've got a little Christmas trivia for you, and I want to, you know, test you on your uh, All right. your Christmas <laughs> knowledge here on the council <laughs> and see how, you know, I mean, if Christmas is a big yes. deal for you. We'll see if you get these questions. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've got on. 10 Christmas questions, and uh, they're for you as well out there. So question one, mm-hmm. what Christmas ballet Okay, this is multiple choice. Okay. Okay, so I'll give you four to choose. What Christmas ballet is the most famous of all? Nutcracker. The Nutcracker. Okay, she already answered it. Good. All right. <laughs> uh, where was Mommy kissing Santa Claus? Underneath the mistletoe last night. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I was going to get you on that one. I always thought that was really creepy. Like, I was like, <laughs> if I saw my mom kissing Santa Claus, I would be so mad. Yeah. Like, what like, is wrong with that woman? Mom, what are you like, doing? I really was disturbed by that song when I was a kid. 
true, you know. I think you're right. <laughs> um, okay, who was? Oh, excuse me. Who wrote the song "Here Comes Santa Claus"? Here comes Santa Claus. Here Bing comes Harvey? Santa Claus. That's not, is it? Nope. I don't know. Gene Autry. That does sound like a Gina. <laughs> 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 That's right. Okay. It's Gina Okay. Uh, what does Alvin want for Christmas? Hmm, okay. Uh, does he want an iPod? Uh-huh. Does he want a bottle of rum? <laughs> does he want a hula hoop? A hula hoop. Yes. <laughs> now I remember because he goes. You just all look. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Voice. <laughs> I guess they're not going to hire me to be chipmunk. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they got a great bluesy voice. <laughs> My chipmunk oh, needs chipmunk. some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that takes a little work. Uh, what should little children leave out for Santa on Christmas Eve? Oh. Milk and cookies. That's right. Milk yes. and cookies. Rum and no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of wine. Exactly. A bottle of wine. Uh, okay. What is Frosty the Snowman's nose made of? A carrot. A cork. Button. A button. button. A That's button. right. It's a button. Think of the lyrics. And a button. A nose and two eyes made, made out of coal. coal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. Yeah. And uh, seven, who is Ebenezer? He is Scrooge. The Scrooge. The Scrooge. Yeah, yes. Christmas Carol. The That's Christmas right. Carol, the movie we both love. Oh. So good. Ebenezer Scrooge. Bah humbug. Bah, bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> Molly? Exactly. <laughs> Molly? <laughs> uh, what color is the Grinch? Green, yes. Grinchy green. Grinchy Whenever green. I try to buy something green, my mom's, my daughter is like, "It's okay. I like most greens, but not Grinchy green, because it is a Grinchy it's green." It's a Grinchy it's like, green. It's yeah, not like, it's yeah. not pleasant. It's not a pleasant. It's not like evergreen green. No, you know, mm -hmm. it's, not, and it's like, not lime green, like a bright, inspiring, sweet spring green. It's, it's not a spring. Yeah. It's Grinch green. It's just Grinch green. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't like Grinch green. No, who does? Um, okay, two more. What, uh, which reindeer's name starts with a B? Blitzen. Yes, Blitzen. And last uh, of our Christmas trivia for the day. Uh, which reindeer does not belong below? Dancer, Comet, Roger, or Dasher? <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Roger. 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 Come up with Roger. Come over here with the other ranges. Hey, Roger, over here. <laughs> I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Come over exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> it's like Roger. Why would that's you think Roger? Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so that's funny. Like, that was fun. Was that fun? Yeah. I love, <laughs> love Christmas games. Um, well, I think we should have a Christmas song contest. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I'm, I have no, I mean, I've sang Christmas songs since I was a little kid and uh, I went out the way it was, uh, and I'm nervous about this because I don't sing. I actually don't know I half the lyrics. I just have to make lyrics up. <laughs> and we'll just keep it easy. And uh, when I was, when I was three years old, there was a, a place that was across the street and we would sing, you know, we'd go over there and she'd be playing on the piano and uh, I would sing all the Christmas songs. So, what a great tradition. It was cool, yeah, but yeah. that was when I was three or four, so we'll see. Wow. Um, so I'll sing a song, and then, okay. or you sing, sing like one. a phrase of Just a song? phrase of a okay. song. all right. No, no, not a full, we don't have to do it, and it could be easy and all that <laughs> stuff. And then we'll let you decide, uh, our, our audience, uh, if it, who's, uh, who's got the best Christmas Voice. To vote for so. me, Dial. What that <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can for me. You push one. <laughs> for Cass, you, get you your push. Your the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any gifts to give you guys. Uh, okay. Um, here we go. <laughs> I'm myself to this. All right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. 
O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Ha, 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 bells on bell ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Wow. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I really don't know a lot of... Years of I'm practice. just going to sing a phrase because I really don't know all the words to anything. Uh, let's see. What do I have? Um, mm. God, that was good. You've got a great voice. <laughs> I, I just have a Christmas... In a, okay. You can, if you need, you can throw I'll just sing blues. a little phrase of... And this Christmas... Will be a very merry Christmas to me. Wow. <laughs> I need the instrumentation. Wow. Oh my gosh, I wanted you to just keep singing. Oh, thank you. Wow, wow, that's like. You have an amazing voice. Thank my you. goodness. I, I thank you. Put me out of the, out of the field. I don't think that's. Uh, I think there's no, no hands amazing. down that you would. No, no, you've got an amazing definitely. voice. No, no. That's the great like thing this. is it's like it really yeah. is like a fingerprint. Everybody can sing. Yeah. When, when people, not everybody can dance because I can't dance very well, but, um, <laughs> but everybody can sing. I think yeah. that's the cool thing. And um, I, I, the lady who, when I started singing, um, I was afraid of blowing my voice out because you sing right. full voice for four hours at a time. Yeah. And so I found a vo- vocal coach. Um, named Karen Tucker in, in Colorado. And she, uh, <clears throat> she said, um, she gets people who can barely talk oh, yeah. and they have like a problem with their voice and so I'll, have, so I'll get them singing and, you know, pitch people think they're tone deaf. She mm-hmm. can help people find pitch. It's amazing. Everybody can sing. Everybody can Everybody sing. Can I mean, yes. I mean, it's a, most of us sing in the shower. That's <laughs> right. That's how it is. Or we sing in our cars and we turn on the radio and all that Always. stuff. Always. People will pull up yeah. next to me and I'm just like, ah. like, you must look <laughs> ridiculous. I'm just like singing, snapping, right. drumming my steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? We're great in our cars. Yes, uh, but exactly. We, we can all, uh, you know, and it's just, it's fun, you know, and there's no. Uh, this is the kind of year, the time of the year, to where you can let those kinds of uh, you know uh, inhibitions down, and you can you can just yeah. be joyous, you know, be joyful, right. let be joyful in life, you know. Yes. And uh, that's I think what it's, we're really sharing. That's, that's the, you know, I mean, Christmas is a time when I think, and not just Christmas, but the holiday season in, in general, you know, Hanukkah and yeah. uh, Kwanzaa, Diwali, Kwanzaa, Diwali. Yes. all of this. They're expressions of the light within us, and there's a. Everybody's got. Yeah, he's got, got jingle like, <laughs> jingle bells all the way. I want to find it. He's down. That's awesome. Thank you, Henry. Yeah, yes. that's. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. This is also the time your people are most mm-hmm. likely to get depressed because yeah. there's so much pressure. Yeah. But it's really not about that. It's no. not about the shopping. It's not about the. It's just you know. It's no. Everybody can share kindness with somebody, and that's. That's right. So hopefully that's uplifting to. You know, the times when I've gotten most depressed are when Christmas didn't go right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a divorce or somebody passes away or something, you know. Yeah. But there's still, you know, if somebody's going through that, it can still be a good mm-hmm. Christmas just mm-hmm. through kindness. Through kindness. Kindness spreads. And it just does. You it know, does. it's a ripple it effect and it moves through. Yeah. And like you were, you know, saying, Diwali and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Christmas. My goodness, it all, it's all a celebration. It is. It's a celebration it of, it's a turning, it's going from the darkness to the light. Yeah. Like today, <clears throat> the 21st of December is the winter solstice. It's the shortest yeah. day of the year. It's in ancient times. They were concerned that the world was going to descend into darkness. And so this was the moment when the light emerges and, and, and the light defeats the darkness and reemerges. Yeah. And all of these celebrations, that's at the core of all of them, is the return yeah. of the light. And so that's yeah. what's so beautiful about it. Beautiful about all of them. Embrace all of them. Cherish all and celebrate. You know, if you celebrate Christmas, celebrate Christmas. Celebrate Hanukkah, celebrate Hanukkah. Yes. Bali, celebrate that. And do it with your whole heart. And, and spread good, uh, goodwill and joy to everyone.
Uh, you've got a show coming up. We're almost done. I can't believe it's. I can't that believe that was the fastest hour I have ever experienced. <laughs> it was like a time warp of fun. How did that go it's so fast? You know, miracle. and I, you know, it was a miracle. Uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, thank you for so much for coming on to the thank show. Because so much for having me. You came on just last minute, uh, and this oh, was just the first so time we've it ever met. It was supposed met. to be J Lo. Sorry, it was J Lo. I had J Lo. <laughs> JLo next year. We next year on the next couch. Next year, JLo. Unless she doesn't show, and then it's me again. And then it's Casper. <laughs> <laughs> and so, thank you so much. Uh, you have a show coming up tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, at the Lincoln at Lincoln's Roadhouse in Denver. Correct? Yes, yes. Such a fun, energized place. We hope to see people there. It's. Uh, Can people still buy tickets if they want to go see the show tonight? It's a free tonight? show. Oh, it's, it's a free, free show. show. And wow. it's a revolving door. People just come and go all night. It is, wow. It's fun. It's our last show of the year. Wow. That's yeah. fantastic. And uh, what time do you go on? Is there a time that you're We go on at 9. Yeah. So we people. get there a little earlier, so. Yeah. Go. People, if you've got some time, it's a free show. That's amazing. I didn't realize it was yes, a. Yes. Please. The, you'll, uh, you won't, you'll, you'll love her music. You'll love the band's music. Uh, go to the show. And it's at the Lincoln's Roadhouse in Denver. Is that downtown Denver? It is downtown Denver. It's like okay. kind of in the Wash Park area. Okay. Wash Park area. Yeah. Uh, I always ask before I close the show for every one of my guests, Cass, um, I ask if, uh, you know, because I, I think we all have some wisdom that we can give others. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the that's a heavy on. question. All right, it's all light. Fun it is to write. Just one piece of advice, one bit of wisdom from your life experience, your music. Uh, uh, what would it be? What would you want to give to the audience that's tuning in? Wow. I think the one thing, since we're in this season, but I think this applies all the time, is give everything you have with the intention that it helps someone. It's, it really doesn't matter what we do. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's the energy behind it. It's like literally going to the grocery store, smiling at somebody, those things those small things really matter. Yeah. They're, everything matters. Um, everything sends a, has a ripple effect. Yeah. So, it does. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. We, uh, <clears throat> if you want to think about a really deep truth, uh, all life breathes together. Wow. That's true. All life breathes together. You are breathing all, in every inhale, you are breathing with all of life. That's true. And yeah. if you understand that, how you behave and how you act in the world makes a difference, you recognize that we're all in it together. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your faith. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. It really doesn't. And the more we really get that and understand it, <clears throat> you know, I think we'll give, have a lot more uh, generosity and kindness in this world. Yes. Yes, it's so true. I mean, you know, you can be in a bad mood and somebody walks in and they can change the whole room. Change the whole room with that. With the smile, with a nod, with the, you know, with a thank you, anything like that. Absolutely. You know, you you can, uh, there's so many little stories like that where people were on the edge and just, you know, that were thinking about ending their life. Yeah, and yeah. losing their life yeah. because of a time. And someone just did a kind gesture to them, yeah. you know, went up to them and said Merry Christmas to them or Happy Hanukkah to them or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, uh, you know, yeah. Happy Diwali, Diwali <laughs> you know. Yeah. They, they said yeah. something to them that just, wow. Showed they cared. Showed that like, they cared. Yeah. And, and it was just enough connected. to help them to be connected. We all want to be connected more than That's anything. all we want. Like, yeah. we want somebody to look in our eyes and see who's there. That's right. It's simple. So well, Cass, thank you so much for coming thank on the show. So much, Charlie. So what a great amazing. show. That was so much. <laughs> it was great. Oh. Uh, thank you, Henry, uh, so much. Thank for, you, Henry. And uh, I just really want to do a quick thing. To, uh, you know, this is the last show of the season for the council, uh, season one. Uh, and it's been an incredible incredible journey with all of you. And uh, I hope that uh, you've 
You've been inspired by the people that we have. And I just want to thank all the individuals who took time out of their life uh, to share their knowledge, their wisdom, and their stories with us over uh, this first season. Now, Dr. Sarah Larson, Dr. Edward Tick, Father Andre Mahana, Paul Henderson, Smadar Yaish, John Ostwalt, T.C. Dorch, Dr. Tom Werner, Gail Sofer, Miguel Rivera, J.C. Tremitt, Dr. John Becknell, Dr. Ron Holman, Jenny Adams, Dina Hart, Savannah Barish, Ayana, Robert Emmett Maher, Dr. Roger Brooke, Cass Clayton, and last but definitely not least, my mother. Uh, thank you for enriching my life, each and every one of you. Thank you, KUHS Denver and, and Henry Archuleta. Thank you for hosting this show and giving the, an opportunity for the council to reach uh, to people all across this globe. I can't thank you enough. It's been an incredible ride so far, and I'm looking forward to it continuing on into the next year. And uh, I just want to thank all of you who've tuned in to the council um, from all around the globe. Uh, it's incredible uh, who we've reached and places that we've touched. Uh, and uh, the show wouldn't exist without you. And I just want to thank you for being here, uh, for listening to me, for taking time to want to listen to me and, uh, and the guests that I have. And it's been an honor and a privilege to be your host on this show. And uh, I hope it's enriched and inspired and given you hope in the goodness of humanity. Thank you, folks. The council is adjourned. May you all be well. May you all be free of pain and suffering. May you all be whole. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays uh, to all of you and wherever you are in the world. Uh, may you all be blessed. God bless you. Thank you, folks, on the international camera. We are just getting